the pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get it. Welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina. You and I are going to go on a discovery of knowledge together. I hope everyone had a good week. I had no complaints. I got paid. My hair slayed. My child still gets on my nerves. And the people that drop off their kids in the morning always gotta not follow the damn rules. Those people that tell you that you're blessed or God did it for you when you have any success in your life. Fuck you! And while the text being released from Fox News is probably old news by now, it is still rather comical and appalling because now I have to look at Tucker Carlson and wonder what is worse. What is worst? Yeah, I'm totally fucked up. But basically, what is worse, being stupid and or pretending to be stupid to cater or pretending, yeah, to promote information that is misinformation. Like, I think that's even worse. That makes you a complicit, basically, in the crimes against humanity which is every (laughs) make america great support rally where people say the craziest shit and mimi feels the need to let me know all the time she's not alone she's not alone now uh parthenia doing it too all up in my inbox like i want to see this fools like my brain cells do not need to be stressed like this i don't want to see that mess unfold but that aside i hope things are good on your end let's jump into some knowledge although the african community in china seems to be quite a recent phenomenon thanks to the wu-tang clan I just made that up. I have no statistics to back that. So do not quote it. African migrants, in fact, first appeared in southern China in the second half of the 16th century when pioneer Portuguese navigators arrived and settled in Macau. Africans were assigned as galleys in the trading ships that sailed from Macau to Portugal's posts in India and Japan. They were also employed in private households at Jesuit missions in southern China. Some Africans who came to China as slaves served under Chinese forces or became pirates who ravaged Chinese coasts. 
Making my way through the hood, sipping this yak. Niggas about to get blown with the Mac. Black egg, 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 egg. A black egg, 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 egg. Riding around the block with a Glock. Yo ass finna get shot. Beginning with the Tang Dynasty from 618 AD to 907 AD, documented evidence of contact and trade exists showing a relationship between between China and the city-states of East Africa. This relationship has evolved over the centuries and led to a migration of Africans to China to study, trade, and act as diplomats. At least one account indicates that Du Han was the first Chinese to visit Africa, probably in Nubia, during the 8th century AD. Since the 7th century, Africans have maintained a consistent commercial relationship with China. During the Tang Dynasty, I always want to say dynasty, but I want to pronounce it dynasty. I wonder why that is. Is it just a, I know, I know it's a cultural thing. Why am I, why am I, <laughs> I believe Mimi sent me something about how it's a valid fact that African-Americans just have their own lingo. Sidebar aside, Arab traders brought African slaves from East Africa to China They comprised one of the many commodities in the Arabs' large-scale maritime maritime trade with China. During this era, the first Chinese cultural perception of African people developed. These dark-skinned people were known as Kunlun. Why are you running? I'm riding on the elevator to hell. They were described as lower class, ignorant, scary, and dangerous. Although there were far more enslaved Chinese, some wealthy Chinese preferred the exotic Kunlun slaves just so they can degrade them or keep them around like a dangerous animal. And you see people do that. Human species do that. It's just sad they do it with people. Right? People got fucking cubs in their backyard. Like That's a fucking tiger. It's going to turn into a tiger. Or monkeys. Or other things that do not belong in a domestic setting. While the Kunlun slaves were dehumanized as savage and scary... The Chinese view of free Africans was different. Many of these Africans were treated with respect and honor. East African merchant Zhang Jiani, for example, is in 1071, arrived in China and was treated with the utmost respect and honor. Zhang Jiani and his party were honored as the first African foreign merchants to be received by Chinese Emperor Shen Zong from 1068 to 1085. The emperor gave a Chinese title to Zheng Jiani. 
He became known as, quote, Lord Guardian of Prosperity, end quote. The song court regarded Zen Gianni and his entourage as ambassadors of their country, even though they were simply merchants. In 1081, Zen Gianni, they really, really, really want me to keep saying this person's name. I'm going to call him ZG. And his group returned to China. At that time, the Song Emperor lavished attention and gifts, including a large amount of white gold, on them in recognition of their journey. It is unclear whether Zi Jianning was at this point an appointed ambassador of Zendang, or Zendan, what is now east, the east coast of Africa, or a wealthy merchant. However, it is clear that his travels to China and his acceptance into the Song courts were an important diplomatic uh, development between Africa and China. By the time of the Ming Dynasty, 1368 AD to 1644, there was extensive trade between the Chinese and the East African city-states of Magadishu, Malindi, and Kilwa in the modern nations of Somalia, Kenya, and Tanzania, respectively. During this period, Zhang He, China's most important admiral and admired navigator, traveled to, traveled to the coast of East Africa, bringing gold, silver, satin, and porcelain. In 1416, he made the first direct official contact with East Africa visiting Mogadishu in modern Somalia. Despite the abolition of slavery in 1878, African migrants from Mozambique, Guinea, and Angola continued to arrive in Macau, where they served in the Portuguese colonial army as soldiers guarding the governor's palace. The Portuguese government kept these African troops in Macau until 1975 when the Portuguese colonial system started to collapse. The African soldiers left the territory to return to their newly independent home countries. So I thought that was some interesting background knowledge in regards to black and African-American relations to the Chinese government, which we now know is heavily communist. <laughs> and we certainly do not associate with some of their regimes, but to know that there was a relationship there um, is a curious bit of history. Speaking of other bits of history that is continuing to be mind boggling, the story of America and it's dipping its toe in the eugenics. More than 60,000 people were sterilized in 32 states during the 20th century based on the bogus science of eugenics, the term coined by Francis Galton in 1883. Eugenicists applied emerging theories of biology and genetics to human breeding. White elites with strong biases about who was, quote, fit and, quote, unfit, embrace eugenics. 
I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Believing American society would be improved by increasing breeding of Anglo-Saxons and Nordics, whom they assumed had high IQs. <laughs> you serious? My, 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 what a very self-biased point of view. I mean, the fuck? <laughs> you wouldn't even get fucking IQ and mathematics if it wasn't for the fucking Gupta Empire. You dumbass, dumbass motherfuckers. <sighs> I swear, I swear. I can't believe that the descendants of Vikings are all like, oh man, we invented everything. It's like, settle down, settle down. You got to the last bit of the unknown continent that wasn't destroyed in the same manner in which you fucked up the rest of Europe. All right? Things moved in a eastern direction. And we sure as shit, and y'all sure as shit, didn't do that without a mass amount of bloody violence at your disposal. So much uh, fucked up shit. And then only for you to continue with this fucked up shit. (laughs) Indiana passed the world's first sterilization law in 1907. 31 states followed suit. By 1913, many states had or were on their way to having eugenic sterilization laws. The United States was an international leader in eugenics. Its sterilization laws actually informed Nazi Germany, something that America really don't uh, cop to in the history books like it all (laughs) they really don't it's um didn't hitler have like a a a photo of the guy didn't the guy that come up with eugenics win like a Nobel peace prize it's fucking insane um the things that were not that fucking long ago not really that's a lifetime that's why when I think about how stupid people are today, I'm like, well, it's not, it's not like it's been that long since we actually started thinking collective, like, like the, the smart ones collectively started taking over and it's still a, a very uphill battle. It's very slow, but you know, we all like to say we hate it here. But we would have hated it in the past a lot worse. (laughs) That's for damn sure. (laughs) Woo! Because it really was the worst. And there was no Google to fact check a motherfucking thing. Shit, you talking about in my lifetime. My parents just told me shit. Someone else, I think Mimi or Parthenia, one of them sent me um a meme or something to the effect that like the things that your parents tell you and you just accept it as truth and then find out like fuck y'all lied to me (laughs) 
or opening your history book and realizing you left a lot of things out of the equation. It's like that in other countries too. So I'm not going to put that just on America because the things I'm sure they teach in Russian schools. Every time I'm in the street, I hear Bend down. Where you from? Back to America's Crimes Against Humanity. From 1937 to 1966, it's not America's because it's not everyone in America, right? We do need to segregate that idea. We always say white people, and it really wasn't all white people. It's just a majority of white people. <laughs> but, you know, as the decades increased... You know, maybe closer to the end of that 60s era, you know, around the 70s and 80s, you're like, oh, maybe we they are people. Uh, most people started getting on board with that idea. Um, like people who should have rights, not just people who shouldn't be slaves. Because there were, I would like to say, uh, separate degrees of <laughs> racial acceptance in the in the white community and that's just the facts but currently when we talk about the crimes against america we certainly can't and like everyone wasn't on board with eugenics there were a lot of people actually in the medical community where i was like this is bullshit and what america was doing was illegal or the american government i should say at the time was doing was illegal uh, but back to the facts of the case, black women were most likely to be forcibly sterilized in the state. Desegregation coincided with the dramatic increase in the rate. White women were the next most likely demographic group to be forcibly sterilized. Probably because white men knew that they were the only ones that could overthrow their supreme power followed less frequently by black men and white men the chart illustrates sterilization rates per 10,000 by race and sex you can check out that information as i am reading from several sources below so you can see the actual visual visualization it is no coincidence that sterilization rates for black women rose as desegregation got underway. God forbid we start having interracial babies or white men look at black women as potential mates, particularly in a time where the cultural society was baby making the baby boomers. Until the 1950s, schools and hospitals in the U.S. were segregated by race, but integration threatened to break down Jim, Jim Crow apartheid. The backlash involved the reassertion of white supremacist control and racial hierarchies, specifically through the control of black reproduction and future black lives by sterilization. Let that sink in for a minute forcibly controlling the population and we're not talking about a year six months two years we're talking about fucking 30 something almost 30 years 
That is an entire generation of people that was depopulated so that there would be an increase in white population. Particularly in those Jim Crow era places that just happened to have a very ironclad lock on the voting rights in those said areas. It doesn't take much to start putting together why you why you talk about the black experience in America and its difference with the other slavery events in history is because the black Americans currently living in this soil in which they they built which their children they raised you know how that how it is um as they say institutionalized racism it is so ingrained that it is an intentional threat to the society and population and we're not even talking about what j edgar hoover did with his infiltration of black communities during his dominance in the fbi all to undermine and then we have the whole 80s and the war on drugs where then okay the black community is now in the prison system under a different kind of slavery doing longer sentences for crimes that their white populace aren't even close to being given the same charges for it may it starts to add up it adds up to not just being a story of um whatever the issues are in the black community which is what the the one dude was trying to illustrate very poorly and then got mad because he was canceled and i'm like stop saying he was canceled bitch that's not cancel culture you were fucking fired (laughs) i hate that don't blame cancel culture it's like no there's a clause in the contract you broke you broke the fucking clause you're fired it's not can no one called for your head and it was off with it yeah 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 people can talk but it's it's there was no peer pressure there dude you hung yourself uh in north carolina which sterilized the third highest number of people in the united states 7600 people from 1929 to 1973 73 women vastly outnumbered men and black women were disproportionately sterilized preliminary analysis shows that from 1950 to 1966 black women were sterilized at more than three times the rate of white women and more than 12 times the rate of white men this pattern reflected the ideas that black women were not capable of being good parents and poverty should be managed with reproductive constraint of the 7600 women who were sterilized by the state between the years of 1933 and 1973 about five thirds 5,000 
were African-American. In light of this history, North Carolina became the first state to offer compensation to surviving victims of compulsory sterilization. I have a question for the God. Why? Since we're on the train into the past, let's talk about how African-Americans were affected by the Great Depression. Lasting from 1929 to 1939, the Great Depression was the worst economic downturn in the industrialized world. While no group escaped the economic devastation of the Great Depression, few suffered more than African-Americans. Said to be the, quote, last hired, first fired, end quote, African-Americans were the first to see hours and jobs cut, and they experienced the highest unemployment rate during the 1930s. Since they were already relegated to lower-paying professions, African-Americans had less of a financial cushion to fall back on when the economy collapsed. The Great Depression impacted African-Americans for decades to come coupled with Roosevelt's reinvention of segregation with the Public Housing Act and the highway projects and parks pushing black and brown people from communities that they used to have as their glamour districts, such as Harlem. I just saw a video where the guy who talks about different neighborhoods, it's just one of those things. And apparently I found out he was a cop. And I was like, wow, that makes sense. <laughs> but he goes, yeah, and, and, and you know, the projects is not, you know, about how they put black uh, community. What the fuck are you? Get, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, as soon as it started saying that, I'm like, no, 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 no. Did the Roosevelt sit down and go, yes, let's just get rid of all the black people? Did he sit, sit and uh, voice it out, verbally speak of those communities? No. All you had to do was start picking out shit on a map. <laughs> Oh, when people are in denial, I'm like, you're someone who's doing videos about the history of housing projects. And the first thing you do is a fucking lie. Doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? Why be in denial about the facts? It's simply, it's certainly was uh was was pushed in a certain direction what's fucked up about this the african-american vote helped elect franklin d roosevelt for the first time switching to the democratic party that's also a shocking revolution to uh some black americans which is the fact that from the time of lincoln African-Americans were not a part of the Democratic Party. They were, they voted exclusively Republican. What happened was that the popular Republican Party that had the African-American vote uh, for a very long time um, was co-opted by the conservative 
party whereas the democratic party certainly became the african-american party going forward from franklin Roosevelt, because there's a lot of loyalty behind that i find with the african-american vote and that could be a backlash because my mentality is not it can it can be repressive For decades prior to the Great Depression, African-Americans had traditionally voted for the Republican Party, which was still seen as the party of emancipation from the days of Abraham Lincoln. There we go. The presidential election of 1932, however, saw a sea change as African-Americans began to switch their political allegiance to the Democratic Party. Quote, Roosevelt inspired large numbers of blacks I think in part because he was handicapped himself and although it was not publicized as much as it might have been blacks knew that he was a victim of polio that he couldn't walk and that he had overcome these handicaps end quote so they respected someone who understood what the struggle was contradictory like history and like history often is Roosevelt appointed far more African-Americans to positions within his administration than his predecessors, and he was the first president to appoint an African-American as a federal judge. According to the Roosevelt Institute, FDR tripled the number of African-Americans working in the federal government. That's that's the thing about Roosevelt. Eleanor. Eleanor wore the pants in that relationship. And because he depended on her, Eleanor cared about African-Americans. I think that Roosevelt conceded to the things in which his wife wanted in as much of an effect as he could, while also, as uh, the next paragraph promotes here although new deal programs provided african-americans with badly needed economic assistance they were administered at a state level where racial segregation was still widespread and systematically enforced the new deal did little to challenge existing racial discrimination and jim crow laws prevalent during the 1930s band-aids pacifications consistently to kick the problem down the line as long as humanly possible while whites at a federal level change the laws to favor them with some blacks unfortunately obliviously used and thankful for the handout And that is where I shall leave you this week. If you have any topics of discussion, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on any of my social medias. I do add them all to the list, even ones that I get weeks ago. So if I haven't discussed it yet and you sent it to me, no, I, I am looking into it. But until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.